Ready for the weekend? Like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Let's find out what's on tap with J.R. Starkus. Champagne, perfume going in, sewage coming out. Good morning, Jr. How are you? I'm great. How are you this morning? Our extreme mixologist. I, I forgot to mention that. Extreme mixologist, Jr. Starkus. Um, I, I have a baseball question for you. Rob Manfred is, has uh, talked this morning, did, did a press conference during the lockout of Major League Baseball. He said he expects spring training to start on time. Do you? God, I hope so. I mean, I, I don't. I, there's a lot of people these days. I don't trust anything that they say, and he's one of them. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping though, that in this instance that like he's, he's, um, he's saying something that's accurate, uh, as a big baseball fan, it would be a shame to, you know, obviously COVID a couple years ago, cut spring training short. And while much like the NFL preseason, it really means nothing. Um, it is also a sign of things actually getting started. And there are quite a few people that really enjoy, you know, Kind of taking the lower key aspect and watching some some you know more casual baseball, um, you know. So you know, I, I hope they do get started on time because, selfishly too, you know, you have Major League Weekend that comes out here uh, in March, and you know, I hope that we get to see that too. Oh yeah, we're probably not going to get to see that, are we? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I, I, so it, it, that's that type of stuff. That type of stuff bugs me because you know, without having a Major League team. Um, you know, obviously I enjoy watching to go watch the aviators play, but, um, it is also nice to watch the pros come out and, and play. Um, even if you don't get to see all the starters, you get to still see professional baseball. And, um, you know, as, as a father of a, a of a baseball athlete and kind of being around it all the time, uh, young men and, and young women and young kids just like to get out there and watch them play to see what it takes to maybe potentially play at the next level at some time. So it's, a uh, it's always good to see that, and uh, so I hope we get to see it on time. Are you in high demand among your friends or family Super Bowl parties? Like, do they are, do they like, uh, you know, try to get you to come to their party over somebody else's so that you can come make them drinks? <laughs> um, you know what? It's it's funny because I I think it's like a, I think it's kind of like a respect thing that they're like, no, he does it all the time. I'm not going to oh, bug him. Like, nice. hey, invite. Yeah, invite Jr. to the party, but don't ask him to do anything because he does it all the time. So just like let him enjoy uh, a day where he's not doing it. But um, so they don't invite me to parties and ask me to make the drinks. However, if I get to a party and there's like booze lined up on the counter, I often get Jr. What can I make with this? <laughs> and so then I'm you know tasked with uh, kind of doing what I do for for the Instagram, which is you know, shuffling through whatever these people have in their house to try and find a way to make a great cocktail uh, based on what they have in their cupboard and, and uh, on the liquor cabinet. So hold on. What do you prefer? Your friends just explicitly being like, hey, JR, come over to the Super Bowl party. Yeah, you want to make us some drinks? Well, we'd love to that. Or them sort of conning you into doing it once you get there. Well, if I, if I know what I'm walking into, it's always a little bit better. But uh, at this point in my career, I'm... <laughs> I've almost kind of just ex- come to expect it. Like, you know, they're like, hey, come on over, enjoy the game with us. And I'm like, okay, I'll come over. I know exactly what to do. I almost, I actually bring my bar tools now. I just keep them in my truck where, you know, so that I go like, they're like, make some drinks. I'm like, hold on, let me go get my stuff. I'll be right back. You know, I was like, oh, you brought it. I'm like, yeah, because I knew this question was coming. So give me a second, you know, I'll be right back. So it, that, that happens every once in a while. This year, I'm going down to uh, watch the game at, at Stadium Swim at Circa. So um, I, I don't know that I'll be uh, requested to make any beverages, which will be nice. I feel like you're pretty good at not 
judging people for like the alcohol that they like. But do you have any friends that just like you judge them for the alcohol they do or don't have in their house or the, uh, you know, non-alcoholic ingredients you would want to use that they do or don't have in their house? <laughs> no, because uh, I mean, you know, as as I've done this for many years now, um, you know, one of the first when I first started working for Southern in 2012, my very first training, my mentor, my boss at the time, he told me when I was getting up to make a, 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 a cocktail or do a training for a group of bartenders who were, you know, obviously in industry, regardless of how experienced they were, he told me, he says, hey, make sure you tell them, you, you teach them how to shake. And I said to him, I said, what are you talking about? I said, I'm not going to do that. That's embarrassing. Like, everybody knows how to shake. He says, no, they don't. And I said, come on, they're bartenders. He said, they don't know how to do it. And so I did the training. I, I did what I thought was right, which was not basically kind of demeaning them by teaching them something that they probably already knew. And then as I called these bartenders up to the bar to make drinks with me, I realized, oh, my God, they don't know how to shake. And so I had to, uh, you know, I had to eat my words and, and, and kind of start teaching people how to shake. So with that being said, you know, when I go to somebody's house, I don't expect that they understand what they should have to make a classic or a great cocktail. Um, but most of the time, people have the ingredients lying around. They just don't know how to put them together. So you're telling me you showed up to some Like, this would be like showing up to the NFL Combine and, like, the quarterbacks don't know how to take a snap from under center. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you, 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 it, that's exactly what it is. Or, like, um, you know, you have a, a pitcher that doesn't know how to throw BP. You're like, wait a minute, you don't know how to throw BP? They're like, no, I, only, I can only throw, you know, 90-plus. <laughs> you're like, just move the L screen closer and – Throw it 45 miles an hour. Like, I can't do that. Like, you know, or, you know, classic would be um, a major league, you know, where the catcher can't throw the ball back to the pitcher. You know, they get the yips or something like that, throwing it back. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things. You'd be surprised what people in our industry have for years gotten away with um, uh, because nobody's ever held them to a higher standard. All right. What are you making us today, JR? So the cocktail I'm going to do today is, is, is it's called the Queen's Park Swizzle. Uh, the Queen's Park Swizzle is, is kind of a classic cocktail. It was created in the early 1900s, around 1920s in Trinidad. Um, you can think of the Queen's Park Swizzle as basically a club soda-less mojito. Um, the swizzle part is which makes it unique, which is uh, a technique that I've not used yet in speaking with you, um, in which you use a swizzle stick or you could use a bar spoon to kind of incorporate the drink. So uh, to make the drink, you're going to need some mint leaves, you know, eight to 10 mint leaves. And you're just going to kind of gently muddle those mint leaves in a large rocks glass or a Collins glass, something that holds, you know, 12 to 14 ounces, I would say is, is, is fair. Um, after that, you're going to add uh, a couple dashes, two, three dashes of an aromatic bitters. Um, you're also going to add a half of an ounce of rich, simple syrup. Rich, simple syrup is simply simple syrup that we always make, except now it's two parts sugar, one part water to give it a little extra sweetness, but no extra volume in the drink. You're also going to use a half of an ounce of fresh lime juice. Now, the, the rum in this, in this particular cocktail is usually a, a Demerara rum, which is from Guiana. Um, you can use any really dark rum that you so desire. It's going to be a dark rum that you want to use, but I chose to use uh, Denizen Vatted Dark Rum. This is a 100-proof rum with rums from Guiana and rums from Martinique blended into the, into the blend. It's a tremendous, very, very affordable rum um, that you can use for all sorts of different cocktails as the base in this one or even uh, Denizen, you know, 
you could use as a, a as a floater if you want in, in another recipe. So I chose to use denizen vatted 100 proof rum for this. You're going to need two ounces of, of the rum. Once those ingredients are into the glass, you're going to add crushed ice into the glass, but only fill the glass about three quarters of the way. Because when you insert the bar spoon, or if you have a swizzle stick, like if you when you when you tune into the JR Mixed Drinks Instagram, you'll see what I use. Uh, basically, you're going to take this this instrument and kind of plug it into the ice and, and and kind of rub it in between your hands, almost like you're rubbing your hands together to keep them warm. Um, and while you're doing it, you're just kind of moving the swizzle stick or the bar spoon up and down in the glass. What that does is it starts to help dilute the rum and it helps incorporate all of the ingredients, thus by quote unquote swizzling the drink. When you do this, the ice level falls a little bit and we only fill out three quarters of ice at first because generally speaking, when you do this swizzle kind of motion and you're moving up and down, um, it kind of makes a mess, to be honest with you. If you don't, if you're not careful, like the ice will get everywhere. So put three quarters of the ice in and then uh, once you're done swizzling, you can add a little extra ice on top. You can stir it again if you so desire, but you don't need to. Um, and, and basically after that, that's the drink. That's the Queen Spark Swizzle. So the difference would be no club soda. Um, you're using a dark rum instead of a white rum. You're going to be using crushed ice instead of uh, a regular cubed ice. And, and, and that's the only difference is to the drink from a Queen's Park Swizzle to a Mojito. But it's going to be beautiful this weekend. And this drink kind of errs on the side of nicer weather and, and kind of that pool vibe. And so this is going to be a great drink for you to enjoy while, while you're potentially watching the game or sitting out by the pool this weekend or wherever you are. Uh, Queen's Park Swizzle, a great classic cocktail um, that is, is quite easy for everybody to make. All right. Can you tell me your favorite kinds of ice? You have crushed ice in this one. Is that like cubed ice? You got those big balls of ice. Like what's your favorite ice? I, my favorite ice is probably crushed ice or what they'll call in the, uh, in the bar industry, they'll call it pebble ice. Like the stuff that you get from, um, um, what's the name of that fast food place? Uh, I'm blanking on it right now. Yes. Like Sonic ice. Yes. Pebble ice. Right. Um, it, it, that's my, probably my favorite kind of ice because I I like chewing on the ice in my drink, Ooh. and that just is is easier. It's already broken down for me to do that. Um, but at the same time, it's if you're not using that type of ice correctly, you can easily over dilute or water down your drink, and so you have to be careful if you're using that ice to know the proper techniques on how to use it. When I with the drink today, the pebble ice or the crushed ice. The thing I didn't do is shake, right? Because shaking will help dilute that pro- or speed up that dilution process, and we don't want to do that here. We're looking for all the flavors to be combined and cold, slightly diluted, but not over dilute, overly diluted. So if you took that crushed ice and really shook it for a long time, you might find that your drink comes out watery. But crushed ice or, or pebble ice is my favorite kind of ice. Chewing on the ice, you got a problem, don't you? Oh, I love it, man. It's it's like, yeah, maybe it is a nervous tick. I don't know, but I, I do I do like to chew on the crushed ice for sure. Yeah, that's weird. All right. He's J.R. Sarkis, <laughs> Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits Extreme Mixologist. J.R., as always, we appreciate it. You bet. Talk to you next week, Jim. Uh, and you can, by the way, find all that on Twitter and Instagram. J.R. makes drinks on Instagram. J.R. Starkis on Twitter.